0: This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some
1: secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. We're recording live at West Side Comedy for the Westside Comedy Festival, so it all makes sense. We are on the west side of town. Everything tracks. We are going to do a topic that I have long uh, uh, loved. In fact, I have loved it for almost a year because that's how long it has existed, and that is Stranger Things. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. It would be terrible if you came to this live Stranger Things podcast You're like, I hate that show. But- We will find out. We will find out. Now, I just rewatched it, and I think that I love everything about the show, with one exception, and that is when the kids keep repeatedly dropping the Millennium Falcon toy. Uh, I am a toy collector, and that caused me physical pain. I spent a year joking about it, and then I rewatched the show again, and it still caused me physical pain. I had to grab my own thigh and dig in like I was watching a horror film. So that part of it, I hated. Besides that, I love Stranger Things, and I'm excited to talk about it with three great guests. First up, he's a comedian, a podcaster, a voice artist, and a warm presence in a cold world. It's Hal Lublin. Hi, Joseph. Hi, Hal. Next up, she's a historian, a dancer. She makes the best martinis I've ever had. And she also happens to be my wife. It's Sarah Scrimshaw.
2: Hello. Hello.
0: And finally, he's a comedian, a podcaster, a cat rescuer, and very good at wearing hats. It's Jeff May.
3: Yeah. (laughs) That's my brand. You got my brand so
0: hard. You're a hat-wearing cat rescuer. I, I am, yeah. yeah. It's custom. The M is for May. <laughs> the hat part explains itself, and I think I'm just going to let the cat rescuing be a mystery. People can just
2: right look up
0: yeah. other podcasts you've been on and figure out the cat rescuing, because I want to get right into Stranger Things. So, uh, Hal, I'm going to start with you. I just want to go down the line and get your general obsession level with the television show and why you like it.
1: I could talk for hours about what I think is great about the series. But as I said backstage, I'm hard-pressed to remember the names of more than three characters. <laughs> I figured out how to do it because I'm just bad with names in general. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm very excited for season two. I, I, I binge-watched it. I never revisited it because I went on to binge-watch other things. But it's coming out close enough to when the first one was released <laughs> that I don't have to go back have a pretty solid memory of what happened which i think speaks to the quality of stranger things overall
0: okay so you're saying that your obsession level and the proof that you love it is you remember most of it a year later
1: yes (laughs) and isn't that real obsession joseph (laughs)
0: yes it is (laughs) I'm going to change the title of this podcast to Do you remember that?
1: <laughs> and
0: people can just come on and tell me things they remember. No, I Hal and I were uh, hanging out a lot last summer when it came out and yeah. we were both talking about it all the time. You were super into it.
1: Yes, yes I was. And and have the sa- exact same problem you did, which I knew because we were doing uh we were doing a show together yeah. at the time Headcanon and uh, we, we wrote a sketch in which you had put that, and I hadn't gotten to that point in the series yet. And then when I got there, it, w- it wasn't any less stressful <laughs> to see that toy drop, because I remembered the ramp of my Millennium Falcon being broken by a neighbor when I was oh. a kid who just came back and thought, these kids don't know what they have. Why are they doing it voluntarily?
0: <laughs> Little assholes. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, oh. my wife, uh, yes. do you? how much do you love this show?
2: you're saying that like there's more coming next Um, i thought there was and then i stopped
0: myself with my (laughs) hand which is works good on a podcast tell me about your relationship with this show
2: well if we're going with the Hal measurement system (laughs) i remember the show so that's a thumbs up for me no i really liked the show i liked it a lot when i watched it i also would not have been able to remember maybe any of the characters names uh, but we just watched it this week, and now I still really like it, and I know many more of the characters' names than I did before.
0: Give us a little taste. Two character names.
2: Uh, Will. Yeah. Barb. Nice. There you <laughs> go. You? I like the energy
0: there of, like, I could go on if I wanted to. but All right, Jeff, <laughs> how, how about enough? you? Uh, how obsessed are you? How do you feel about it? What do you like about it?
3: I mean, I love, I, I love this show. I think the show, it's one of those things where when it was like, put out there, I was like, oh, they made a show for me.
1: That's yeah. great. Like, that's, like, I
3: really, I'm really, into, I receive it very well because I'm, like, they're doing things I recognize as things I would have done at that time. Uh, I do, one of the things I've noticed, like, you guys have an issue with the Millennium Falcon, but I'm just, like, well, you know, when they did the Power of the Force re-releases of the Millennium Falcon, they used the same exact mold, so you can just get another one a couple of years later, and it's fine.
0: A couple years later. Yeah, fair
3: enough. I mean, you can just get a new one later no, on. No, no, no. I went through puberty in those <laughs> years.
0: I went through hell in those years. Yeah, that was pretty rough It was years, a dark yeah. time. Uh,
3: I mean, I go. I a real a good trick about naming characters, by the way, is you can just like make up the name of what a little kid would be. You'd be like, is there a Bobby and a Timmy and a Mikey? Is there one of those? And it's like, probably. There's probably those are probably <laughs> characters in there. I like it. I like the show a lot. I I I I I'd, I'd wager that I, I rewatched it recently as well. I was looking through your window while you guys were watching. Oh, nice, it. nice. Uh, and and I really do like. It. I I there's things I take issue with, but not a lot. Uh, and I've, I've actually rediscovered a really healthy obsession with things I didn't focus on last time, which I'm really looking forward to. Like, there's characters that appeal to me more Okay. as I've rewatched it. I think a second watch is a good way to sort of view it in a different way.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: I'm yeah.
2: totally on board with that, too. Different characters this time. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. So, uh, Helen, Sarah, you told me a little bit about names that you remembered. <laughs> but I want to hear a little bit about what speaks to you. Like, why do you like it? If somebody was like... Defend it. What's the main thing that's speaking to your heart about the show?
2: Um, I like the nostalgia factor. I mean, I just feel like they captured the nostalgia factor really well. Nostalgia. And I am a, I'm a, a sucker for, a lover of kids being scrappy and, you know, joining forces and doing things and being able to prove themselves, whether or not the adults believe in them. And so, like, that core message of the show Okay. I'm just on board with it. Nice. And they did it
0: well. How for you? Is it scrappy kids? Is it the sna- nostalgia? Is it the brand new supernatural story with its own mythos? I,
1: I, I do like that. I'm a fan of world building done well, which they do very well in that series. I also like the the fact that they have set it in the early 80s without it feeling like, like The Wedding Singer, which is a movie where we're going to make 80s references to remind you that it's the 80s, rather than this is the setting and it's that setting probably because cell phones might again have solved some of the problems <laughs> with communication. So it makes sense to give your characters obstacles that modern technology can't solve. And at the same time, as someone who's not a huge horror fan, I love the the psychological element of feeling creeped out that oh, that nice. show does so well. And I was pulled into to the world and the story enough that I wasn't trying to figure out what was going to happen. I was just allowing the story to take me wherever it was going to go. And okay. that's, that's rare, I think, for anything nowadays. Mm-hmm. I think we're really aware as consumers of entertainment, and we're trying to like, figure out the magic trick behind it a lot of times. And with this, you just sort of got to be in wonder.
0: Yeah, you just felt like the narrative, much like the Demi-Gorgon, just grabbed you and dragged you along, and you were happy for that.
1: Yes, just a giant flower-faced demon <laughs> <laughs> grabbing my head. <laughs> dragging, dragging
0: you me. narratively through this. Okay, yeah. so uh, you know, when, on the rewatch, I was struck by the fact that we really focus on the kids, uh, but there are like three narratives. There's the kids, there's the teenagers, and then there's the adults. So I want to be sure to talk about all of them a little bit. But first, I wanted to focus on that main group of kids. If somebody came and said, you must adopt one of these kids, you have to adopt Dustin, the, the scrappy, funny one, you have to uh, adopt Mike, the kind of leader kid, you, know, you get to adopt Eleven, the superpowered, awesome girl, uh, you get to adopt Lucas, the uh, angry one. Uh, who do you adopt and why? Dustin. Okay, why, why do we adopt Dustin? Because I realize this is... <laughs> I'm stuck with whatever kid you pick. Uh, why do we adopt Dustin? We
2: adopt Dustin because he's got a good sense of humor. He also listens. He, we had this conversation uh, related to this this morning. Not about adopting Dustin, but just about the fact... I love the fact that he's both the funny one and the one who gets the science stuff. Like He's interested. He has his curiosity door. He knows when to ask for help, and he knows how to apply it. He reads the directions. He follows them.
0: Oh
3: yeah, that's a good one. Good kid you, to have. Do you guys have good dental insurance?
2: Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> <And> that's <laughs> very
3: important for that character, right? He's got a lot of teeth business going on. You know. You guys, that's something to con-
1: consider, though. You know, to consider.
0: it's his brand. I mean, it I think he should yeah. stay toothless. Anyway, Hal, mm-hmm. uh, how, how about you? Who would you adopt?
1: It's my understanding that when you have children, it becomes a lot harder to get time alone with your significant other. Yeah. So I think if Will is your kid. There are going to be stretches of time where you can just go on vacation and be like, well, he's in a completely different dimension. There's not much I can do here. Let's check out Club Med. I've never done one of those resorts where everything's paid for.
0: Adopt the kidnapped child, says Hal Loveland. (laughs)
1: Look, the kid... This happens. Right.
0: I mean, sometimes we all live in different dimensions for a little while.
1: Yeah. He came back. (laughs) He's (laughs) forever changed. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe when he's staring off distant and coughing up slugs into a sink... That's a chance for Jennifer and I to go out to dinner. <laughs> he probably doesn't know how much time has passed.
0: Oh, think of that. You hear the child retching, and you're like, oh, that's good. We're going to get some alone yeah. time. I we know. Like the, the child's
1: retching. I feel like what we're really learning here is why I should never be a parent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, time to hit the Olive Garden. I hear some coughing in the background. <laughs> when you're there, you're family.
0: <laughs> all you can spit up. Yep. Uh, so, Jeff, who would you adopt?
1: You know, I think, I, I
3: think honestly, I'd go with Eleven. I feel like Eleven is the one to go with probably because she needs it the most. Like, like, she needs to go in. Plus, she's a pro-cat. And as you know, uh, as a cat rescuer, uh, when they put the cat in front of her, and they're like, why don't you uh, destroy this cat? And she's like, I am not going to do that. I'm like, that's a good kid. Because there's a lot of kids <laughs> at that age that I knew from school that were like, look what I did to this frog. And it's like, that's a homicidal thing to do. Don't do that. So why don't you take the kid that can, you know, I mean, she's cheap to feed, a couple of Eggos, and you're fine. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Plus, you know, telekinesis. That's pretty dope. It's yeah. a pretty dope thing to have.
0: Would you ask her to use her telekinesis even I, though yeah, it I, makes I'll her absolutely. nose and ears bleed? Uh, I mean, if she gets better at it, you know. I understand that you uh, appreciate her for not doing cat murder, and I agree I with that. I do like that. What would you ask her to do with her powers?
3: uh oh geez i mean there there's an i haven't really thought that far ahead like i exploiting children is not on my radar at this point in time
0: but as you're going through your day i just, this is just a get to know you thing As you're going through your day and you're having to use your stupid physical arms to do things what are you like i don't want to do that with my arms i'd rather have a girl with powers do that for me
3: it was probably like a lot of like, hey, can you turn on the AC? It's a, little, it's, a, it's a little warm in here. Can you just crank that up a little bit? I don't have to get up. You know, you sit down, you're comfortable. You ever become too comfortable to get up? And you're just like, ah, you know what? If I get up, it's going to be bad. Or just like, you know, that was back in the day when remote controls weren't
0: really a big thing. She okay. can just be that remote. So you make her a human remote control. That would be great. a part of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. DVR that. Yeah, yeah I think great. so. Excellent. Uh, Now, I want to talk about the teen characters a little bit, but specifically Barb, because I think Barb took the world, the creators, by surprise. I want to know if you love Barb and why you think the world went nuts for Barb.
1: I don't know if I – I don't know how much I get it other than I get, like, she's the nerdy character, and you're like, oh, maybe Barb lives, but Barb's dead. (laughs) Hey, everybody out there listening – Barb's dead. <laughs> this is a good chance for us to move past Barb collectively as a society. No, I think she's, she's the voice of reason. And w- I, for me, I identify with Barb more than I identify with any of the other teens. Okay.
0: So Did you have experiences like that as a teen? Because Barb's main action is to go with uh, Nancy and say, don't drink, don't have sex. And then Nancy does both, and then Barb is kidnapped and murdered. So, <laughs> so besides the kidnapping and murder part, that didn't happen to you, but the rest of it, did you play that role for Friends?
1: As far as I know, uh, I d- did in that I led by example by staying <laughs> home. <laughs> Nobody wa- no- Realistically, what teenager wants a voice of reason to be another teenager that they're electing to spend time with? Yeah, that doesn't that's, a, that's, his, nice that, that's not a, a way to win Friends and influence people. <laughs> no. Certainly not. But yeah, I, I would certainly offer my advice and judgment whether it was asked for or not.
0: <laughs> Sarah, do you have strong Barb opinions?
2: Um, I feel like Barb is kind of our conscience, or the kids, con- the teenager's okay. conscience, and I like Barb. Sorry, Hal. I kind of think it'd be fun if she came back. Maybe she'll come back as a version of the monster. Um, I'm, ah! I'm
1: fine with that. <laughs> Wait, do you know somebody? Do you know one of the duffers?
2: I, I say nothing.
1: <laughs> Jeff, how do you, what are your thoughts on I it? hate Barb. Barb okay. sucks. Oh, my God. Oh, Like...
3: She got. They were just, what? She got nominated for an Emmy for yeah. Barb. Like, she did? yeah, yeah. Like, what? Are, what are memes voting for the Emmy now? Like, I never <laughs> understood why Barb was so. She, she was the Barb worst the friend to have. Like, I never drank in in high school yeah. ever. Like, I never, I never had alcohol, uh, and I still would never classify myself as a person that was like, hey, don't be bad. I'd be like, all right, man, let's just you explore what you do and. I'll be around I'll be supportive to take you home and keep you safe like I'm not gonna be a dick about it like she's such a dick
0: okay, okay. Oh, alright yeah. I, need, I need to defend Barb for those listening <laughs> uh, here's the thing Nancy asks her to perform all those services Barb's just going around doing her thing Yeah. she's friends with Nancy she'd like to be home studying she knows Steve is an asshole she doesn't give a fuck that he has a pool and she's like, I'll come along and I'll tell you not to drink. Oh, uh, you drank. Okay, okay. And you specifically asked me to drive you home. I drove you here. But now you're going to have sex with them. Fine. So I think people related to her because she is a straight shooter of a character who is asked of... She's like Captain America. He's asked to do something. He does it to the best of his
3: ability. Barb, Captain America.
0: Yes, straight shooter of a character. Of just like, here's my agenda. I am trying to do it. I encounter obstacles. But
3: like, First Avengers kind of sucks, Captain America, right? I'll fight with you about that on a different (laughs) podcast.
1: Hold hold on a second. We need to address something here that you brought up. This isn't about whether or not Barb is a good friend. This is about Nancy being a shitty friend. (laughs) She's responsible for herself. She's any
3: teenager. She's
1: like, you know what? I might make mistakes. I better have. Have another entire human being to stop me because Lord knows at the age of 16 or 17 I can't make decisions. Yeah, That's, I mean, look, all these characters probably need some therapy. <laughs> but she in particular for leaning on people outside of herself. And also, can we talk about Steve?
0: Yeah, sure. And in fact, that's one of my next questions. Uh, so <laughs> you, you tell me your Steve feelings.
1: Uh, what a dick. And... <laughs> All of a sudden, like, he realizes there are monsters, so he's a good guy, and we forgive it all. I, I don't buy it. Because by the end of it, he, he goes from being, like, the worst version of a teenage asshole boy to, like, oh, we're supposed to feel okay about him because ultimately he's done the right thing. Yeah. He hasn't really paid any penance for how terrible he was other than I got scared a lot, which everybody did.
3: Jeff? See, uh, uh, I'm super pro Steve. I think Steve, (laughs) (laughs) and there's a very important reason on my second rewatch of this, like I I looked back at Steve the first time rewatching, I'm like, ah, Steve's cool. But the more I watched it, Steve is by far, without a doubt, <laughs> the most complex character they put into that show. And there are a lot, and when you rewatch it, you see that at every turn, whenever he does something bad, he is hating himself for doing it. He's doing what's expected of him socially and what his hormones are pushing him to do and then fighting against it every single time. And you see his, his penance. He has a cycle of penance that most teenage boys don't go through that shows that he's truly a good character That is fighting against both the nature of sort of who young men are and the nurture of what all of his peers expect him to be. You see him consistently fighting and arguing with what are his best friends, which is that shitty redhead kid who's like a super Mm -hmm. douche. Steve's not, well, Steve's not like that. At all. Like, he does awful things, and then you can see he does not because he's acting out because he's hurt and immediately regrets them. That's complex. Like, no other character on Stranger Things – I wish Steve came up later because I just want to go on this whole manifesto. <laughs> no other character in that show is as complex of a character and as complexly acted as Steve is.
0: Okay, so I applaud your manifesto, and I, <laughs> I can <laughs> agree with you that Steve is a complex character, and he's fighting his own toxic masculinity – I uh, have to reject that he is the most complicated character. I think other characters are just as complex. I'm going to say one more Barb thing because I want to get it okay. out there. I just don't <laughs> want people tweeting at me like, but you know this. Like, I think a huge thing about Barb is that a lot of people, especially people who are alive in the 80s, just saw themselves represented because normally when we see uh, characters from the 80s, if they're a nerd, they're a super nerd. And Barb's just like, that's what like, a lot of women looked like in the 80s. That was just the fashion, and I think uh, dudes got more representation of of, uh, what they actually look like. So I think a lot of women were just like, hey, that looks like me from the 80s. I had
2: those glasses.
0: I had those glasses. I had that hair. I had that blouse. Uh, Whether it was a good idea to have those things or not, maybe she was also a victim of her times, much like Steve for her fashion sense. But the, the Steve question I wanted to ask is it does appear as though Nancy is maybe developing feelings uh, for Jonathan. And then the Steve haters among us were like, yay. But then at the end of this uh, first season, she's back with Steve. So are you guys team Steve or team Jonathan?
3: Well, you know where I stand, so I don't need to keep (laughs) going with that. You're team Steve. I am. I am team
0: Steve. Yeah, I am. Yeah. How about you?
2: I'm team both. So here's (laughs) Uh, how it works for me. Okay. Because I hate Steve at the beginning, as we should. I think that Steve at first is like, who's this girl? But then we see that moment um, around when he and Jonathan get in a fight where to me that's where he makes a change. And he maybe admits to himself for the first time that he likes Nancy. It's not just, let me kiss the pretty girl. It's he actually likes her. How's he gonna get her back? And I feel like we see him make a character shift. And I love Nancy and Jonathan being friends. And I feel like they have that really good um, uh, relationship of just understanding each other, but not necessarily a we're going to date in high school and then not be friends. I feel like they're going to be the ones who are still friends in 20 years.
0: Oh, okay. Steve's going to be out of the picture eventually. Probably. She'll dump him when she goes to college, but... You know, they'll grow
2: their separate ways. They'll go their separate ways, grow apart. That's
1: my down the middle opinion. Okay. hell, I'm team Nancy, Steve, and Jonathan all need to be on their own for a while. <laughs> and none of them need to be in a relationship with anybody because there's some dark shit going on, even if there weren't monsters <laughs> and an entire other dimension. Like the, the idea that – because I, I think what we're talking about here is, well, Nancy has to pick between those two guys. Well, clearly she's in a point in her life where she needs a barb. To even control yeah. herself as a person. She
3: Steve, spent her barb.
1: Yeah, Steve, <laughs> Steve's maybe gone through a penance cycle, but he hasn't made amends, really, outside of they all fought a monster together. That's, that's, <laughs> that, that's uh, strange, unusual circumstances. And Jonathan's, he's a little creepy. He's a little creepy and He's probably got some grieving he needs to go through to, to get to another point in his life. Okay, and, so I, you're I, team therapy. I'm team therapy.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm
2: totally yes. theme, team
3: therapy also. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, definitely yeah. don't disagree with that. It's interesting, though, because one of the things that people view Steve in a negative way is, is when Steve takes the camera and breaks it. And everyone's like, "Ah, oh, hey, that dude was stalking them when they were having sex and taking photographs of it. That's wrong. He did a wrong thing. And Steve was like, don't do that. Like, he didn't beat the guy to death for taking photos of them while they were having sex. Like, that's a natural awful crime to have done. Like, when, when he's developing the photos, like, like, that's creepy as shit. Like, that's the worst thing. And yeah. Steve, the least thing Steve could have done was break the camera at that point in time. I know we all know the other pathway of how it's going. Yeah, so
0: here's the thing that Steve could have done is listen to Nancy when she said no, 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 leave him alone. I agree. Jonathan shouldn't have taken the bedroom photos. I'm not going to go out defending the bedroom photos of Steve, or of uh, Jonathan, but, uh, but I think it's, you know, also the is the audience were shown that he is a sensitive artistic soul who made a wrong choice and also he's super poor so that feels like an attack on poverty that i see the it's not steve (laughs) dropping that camera it's the one percent dropping oh come on so it pisses me off
2: i get so mad during that scene
0: I feel like, Jeff, you and I are having therapy right now. That's fine.
3: It's fine. Well, like, because it's funny, too, because I definitely give off the vibe that I'm pro-bully, just in general. (laughs) Uh, Like, I've seen it. But, like, you know, growing up, it was a very – I was very opposite. I was the bullied. Um, But I see it from a very, like – if you remove yourself from knowing the pathway of why he was walking around with the camera and taking the photos, what it really comes down to is if you don't know the story, some creep is taking photos at your house – like it's low key stalking and possible breaking and entering. Like it's a weird or trespassing at the very least. Like yeah, that's yeah. not okay.
2: Here's my thing. The photos are of Nancy. She said no. Listen to her. Would be yeah. my like take away the camera maybe.
3: You could go into the... Yeah, yeah I don't, don't want to go too deep but into of it. Of all though, the great like,
0: things and Stranger Things, I wasn't sure if we were going to spend <laughs> a lot of time on <laughs> how bad are those photos. Uh, <laughs> how, what are your thoughts, and we'll move on.
1: I just want to throw in a hot tip to all the amateur photographers who are <laughs> listening to your show. Maybe don't take pictures of people fucking through their bedroom window, yeah. Yeah. especially no. if you don't have permission. That's just a gimme. Yeah, but and, hey, and do it,
2: take that random photo that yeah. might have the monster that solves the entire case. Right. Just in case. That's a layout you know. for
1: you, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to take... He wasn't monster hunting, though. Yes, he was. That's why he was in the woods. But he took pictures of her because he saw her and he was like, oh, instead of a monster, I'm going to take a picture of this lady I find very attractive. The path diverged.
3: (laughs) And he he took a very specific pathway of, I'm taking photos of a girl taking her shirt off. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Whether or not it's supposed to be creepy, it's creepy.
0: Yes, Super agreed. Let's move on from the <laughs> creepy photos. I have more to say about Steve. No, Fair enough. I want to talk, want to talk a little Strange bit Steve. about the adults and to get into the adult conversation. If you could have a drink or hang out with any of these characters, which would you choose? Hopper the sheriff, Mr. Clark the science teacher, or Ted Wheeler, the shitty husband and father?
1: Hal? Uh, Mr. Clark. Yeah. Guys, I feel, like he's, I feel like he's a lot more fun than anybody gives him credit for. <laughs> and he also looks a little bit like Josh Molina which I like a lot. <laughs> he's, there's something familiar about him to me. No, yeah. he just seems like he'd be a, like, hey, you know, uh, one like he just has, probably has cool science stories.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, he's just like a very important part of the show because he's the adult that is really listening to the kids and is like cool and thoughtful. Uh, Sarah, what do you think?
2: Also Mr. Clark. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, Jeff, do
2: you? M-
3: Mr. Clark, just Mr. for Clark. this scene where he's getting ass while watching The Thing. I think that's like a really great thing where he's watching – John Carpenter's the thing on VHS, which good for him. VCR in like 1982, is it? 1983, yeah. like that's pretty dope. And he's just like got this like, this like attractive woman over here, and he's like kind of like telling her all about it and stuff. And it's like, all right, yeah, Mr. Clark. Like he seems like a really cool guy.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so y- no, no love for Hopper the sheriff in terms of it's just that Mr. Clark is more awesome. I feel like Hopper will bring you down a dark, a- like a dark <laughs> path every time. Like it's. Yep.
3: Like, talk about therapy. Like, I feel like you'd be, like, slight therapy for him all the Mm -hmm. time.
1: You'd be like, oh, I guess I got to go take Hopper out to dinner. I told him that we would go out once a week. (laughs) (laughs) I know what story he's going to tell me. It's going to happen during appetizers. It's (laughs) not going to (laughs) end until I pick up the check and go. All right. Fair enough.
2: Like, if they're a bowling league with an activity and other people, that would be perfect for Hopper.
0: Okay. So if there was something else for him to do so you didn't have to speak to him.
2: Well, no, I'd be happy to speak with him, but not not just like one on one. It's gonna you be a team downer. You can't handle all yeah. the brunt. Yeah, yeah. At okay. least for, that's for me personally.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. At, uh, so
3: at, at best, alcohol less too. It seems like he gets really spirally once he <laughs> the more he drinks, the more it's like he's gonna hit a federal agent, isn't he? Like <laughs> there's gonna be a fight at some point for
0: sure. Speaking of now of controversial things, I want to talk about Joyce. Uh, I think Winona Ryder is amazing. I think the whole uh, Christmas lights to alphabet thing is brilliant and smart. I think she's a well developed character. How do you guys feel about Joyce?
2: I love her.
3: I feel like she. Uh, could have advocated for certain things better. I think when (laughs) she leaves the house and then decides to go back in after the monster came out, I'm like, I feel like you could prepare better before you go right back
0: inside. Okay, you Uh, feel like you wanted to yell at her about horror tropes. I think there are some certain
3: things where it's like, what are you going back in the house for? Like that... It never made sense to me when she's like, I need to be with my son. It's like, well, he's on the other side, so it's not that big of a deal. He told you to run. Why are you going
0: back? He didn't tell her which direction to run. He didn't say run and then immediately <laughs> come back. Maybe the lights sort would of have kept <laughs> Right? Run in a circle, mom.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she's great, but she really, she really mysteriously plays out crazy pretty hard. Like, there's a lot of her not showing her hand, and there's no reason for her not to.
1: You mean as a character or an actor? As the character. Oh, as the character. Uh,
3: Winona okay. Ryder is unbelievably okay. good.
0: Uh, Great. Yeah. hell what are your thoughts on I, Joyce?
1: I get that the, the knock on her may be from a performance perspective, that it seems not one note, but that she's constantly in hysterics. But that character is in a constant state of crisis, and she has very strong maternal instincts,
2: mm-hmm. and yeah. you
1: get the sense that that character is not she's not someone who's maybe the best at expressing herself anyway. So when she's in a situation, she's got whatever task is in front of her, that's what she's going to complete. And that's the most important thing. And anybody who tries to talk to her is getting in her way. I think viewing it through that lens, it's a brilliant performance by somebody who has a career of of brilliant performances behind her.
0: Yeah. I love that she is maternal uh, and yet breaks all those stereotypes by being like utterly, utterly unstoppable in every interaction that she gets into if it is like i need to yell at my boss and remind him how awesome i am so he gives me this stuff or like when she is helping Eleven, uh, levin she is really you know great at being present and calm and all that mm-hmm. uh, do you have other joyce thoughts that you want to share you look like they you're oh, bursting
2: no i was just laughing because of my two-word answer no i i agree i think that performance of onona rider is excellent i like that she shows how much she is spiraling just as a person before any of this happened and then i i the Christmas lights is just, I mean, that's, the character is brilliant.
0: Yeah, let's talk about the Christmas lights for a minute. Because part of what I like about Joyce's character in all the Stranger Things, it's the, it's the kids and it's the damaged adults who are open to looking at the reality of what is going on. And I think she represents that really well. She's got a couple lines of like, yes, I've had some problems before and I know I sound crazy now, but that's not what this is. It's that I believe that my son is speaking to me through lights and I'm going to prove it, which I think is awesome. Uh, so my, my Christmas tree lights question is, if you did that in your own homes, if you had an alphabet painted on your wall, all crazy and fun, and then you had a corresponding Christmas light.
3: Was that fun, by the way? <laughs>
0: the alphabet? Yeah. yeah, that's great. Okay, great. Yeah, I tweeted a picture of it, and somebody got really upset and said, like, the kerning's so bad. I'm like, shut up, you typography nerd. Uh, and if you had that all set up, would you want to communicate to your family members that way? Would that be fun? Would that be a relief that you didn't have to have a full conversation with family members, but you could ask them a question, and they could only give you a direct answer by blinking lights and spelling out very short phrases?
3: I, uh, I've texted with my mom before. It's not a good scene. So waiting, <laughs> f- waiting for the lights to do it, I don't think it would work out. I'd rather efficiently get through it and, and then have to bail on that. I don't think that would be a good way to converse with my mom.
0: Okay. Do you have a good relationship
3: with your mother? My mom was is Joyce. My mom is a hysterical uh, single mother of a nerdy child in the 80s. It's a very <laughs> like that part hit home very well for me. Okay. So I, I get that I really related to the, looking at that character. Okay, I grew
0: up with that character. Cool, Sarah. How about you?
2: No, I'm not gonna communicate with my family with Christmas lights painted on the walls or yeah. letters
0: because uh, you have a good relationship with your parents.
2: I do, and also I just don't want to have to wait for the lights to flash and you know ask the question? Did they understand the question? Do you have to clarify the question? You know. I'm just going to get too practical about it too quickly.
1: Okay. How about you, Hal? I agree with Sarah, but realistically, if Apple put it out, I probably would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and then try to get other people to buy it. Be like, no, this is the next wave. This is Tim Cook knows what he's talking about. Everybody put Christmas lights and paint on your wall. This is how they're going to be doing it in the future when we all fly. and all <laughs>
2: adapt. Like, if there were a small, like, say, like, 18 by 24, you put it on your wall and it lights up, it's not suddenly your entire decoration of your entire room then consider it yeah
1: it's it's a fair show point, it off yeah. hey yep. have you seen my light wall this is how yeah. i talk to my family it's like family. <laughs> buying <a> giant <laughs> paintings exactly. oh you don't have one yet it's the only that's one weird
0: have. yeah i think i'm with this question i'm working through some things uh, my mother is still thinking about getting social media uh, she still tells me uh, i saw a twitter when she means she saw a tweet on cnn and uh, conversations with her can go on a very long time so there's something that was very cathartic about me of like i ask one direct question and she just has to type out a direct answer. Oh, it was so very cathartic to imagine that is my main form of communication with my family. I also want to ask you guys about the weapons. So I like that. I think this is one of the great things about the show. Not only do they develop like the supernatural mythos, but a lot of characters have this one iconic weapon or thing that they hold. With even with Eleven, it's like she's got her egos. But Joyce has her axe in that great scene where she's uh, taking out the wall and waiting. Lucas has his wrist rocket. Jonathan puts the nails to the bat. If you guys discovered that you were being hunted by a monster, what weapon would you choose, Hal? A
1: fast car I could drive away in, <laughs> I don't know, like a flamethrower or something <laughs> i I'm I, whatever it is, I'm sure I would misfire it or misuse like I don't want a bat if there's a monster because I've got to get in close to use that, yeah, I've got like is there something I can launch from five miles away?
0: No, no, this is <laughs> you want in like the a drone? Face.
1: yeah, can I like I mean yeah, like a dr- yeah, I would take a drone <laughs> with a bat attached to it and just make it fly really fast over and over again. Look, if I'm going f- fight to a, fight a monster face-to-face, it might as well be a gravestone because then they can use it when the fight is over <laughs> to bury me on the spot. Because I'm not making... I, I, listen, for all your listeners out there who aren't familiar with me, I'm not a fighter. Not because I, I, I don't have an aggressive streak in me, but because I would lose every fight I was in. Yeah, but neither... Especially you, against a monster.
0: None of these people in the show are, mo- are fighters and they become fighters because they need to save a loved one.
1: Yeah, they're braver than I am.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, that answers my question.
2: Sarah? Um, I'm going to go with some sort of taking part of what Hal said some sort of like long scarf that has (laughs) something uh, like has knives attached to it at the end. Because then I can whip it at the monster and it'll puncture them, but it's also far away because if it's too close, the monster's going to overpower me.
1: They have those at Hot Topic, I'm
2: pretty sure. I'm going to go grab one.
0: That's a rope dart. They have that That's a weapon. I'm so – see, I like doing these things with my wife because then I learned that she wants a knife scarf <laughs> prepared in life. Uh, Jeff, what would Happy your Christmas. weapon be? I don't know.
3: I'd probably go with something close range. I'm, I'm really stupid. Oh, yeah. I'm very dumb, and I, I, uh, I was a fighter. I was a fighter for – I was a boxer for 11 years. So right. I'd be like, give me some brass knuckles. Let me really get in there. Uh, <laughs> it won't go well. Like, I know it won't – give me one of those, like, World War One band in, in action trench knives – that you know the ones that they they were, like weren't allowed to use. It's like a weird knife that like you can't s- suture up the wound afterwards. <laughs> Give me one of those. Give me one of those like things. It's like a war crime to use it, but it's like brass knuckles with like a really angry knife. Like okay. I would, I would legitimately. Just to see how I'm gonna do, look, man, even if you have a gun, we already saw that the 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 gorgon took out like trained soldiers with guns, yeah, so at least let me just you know get my rocky one moral victory <laughs> out of the way where I can like he did really well for himself, i didn't think he was going to do well at all, and he really. It was right there. It was the last round.
0: Awesome. Uh, this is, oh, thank you guys for answering that question, because what I wanted really in my own mind is to see this like heroic poster of these three fighters, and Jeff's right there in the middle. He's got this vicious World War I knife, and then Sarah's ready with her knife scarf, and then Hal is way in the distance <laughs> piloting a drone yeah, on an old 80s <laughs> laptop.
1: <laughs> there's just smoke in the shape of me, like doing the classic runner's pose.
0: All right. We are going to play a quiz of doom, a very 80s name for Stranger Things. Uh, so, Hal, the first question is going to go to you. Are you ready for this quiz? Yes. Here we go. How many times in total does Jonathan punch Steve in the face?
1: Five. It's very close. Really?
0: Yeah. Wow. Do you think it's lower or higher? Higher. It is. I went through, and I counted them, and then I watched it again, because I really like that scene. Uh, it's nine.
1: Pause for a second, please. Why do you like that scene so much? Because,
0: uh, now, I I, I have been enlightened (laughs) by Jeff's uh, uh, good argument that Steve is trying to escape toxic masculinity, but in that moment, he's really being a jerk, and he specifically presses Jonathan on all of these sensitive issues, that he doesn't have a great father, that his mother has mental health issues, that he's poor, that his brother is missing. So, I mean, it's just a scene where, imagine somebody coming up to you and saying, oh, I see all four of the things that you feel really bad about. And I'm going to say all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. That's so sweet of you. <laughs> and then you said four bad things about me. I'm going to punch you nine times. That seems like fair math to me. All right. All right. Sarah, your mm-hmm. question is, the Duffer brothers are insisting on using an odd name for the second season. Do you know what it is?
2: I, I read it. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is not Stranger Things, Colin. I read it. <laughs> I, it slash is, Reddit. Uh,
2: I, I don't remember, so I'm going to say more strange things.
0: <laughs> I would like that if it was more stranger <laughs> things. Uh, they are insisting on calling it Stranger Things 2, not okay. season two, not oh, volume right. two. They want it to be like a movie. So they yeah. want everyone to call a season of television Stranger Things 2. Do we find this weird?
3: It hits their reference points. Yeah. 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 That's what they're going for.
2: I thought that. And then I was like, oh no, that, that's way too obvious. Of course, it would be called Stranger Things 2. Don't say that, Sarah. So <laughs> I came up with a better answer. A funnier answer, maybe. Fair enough.
0: Jeff, how many egos can you eat in one sitting? Is your quiz. Do question. you seriously want to know that? Because yeah. breakfast, uh, how many coming <laughs> can up? Can I
1: not handle the knowledge? Is that I mean,
3: it's, it's sizable. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh,
1: can we establish a parameter here? How many you can eat and keep it down? to are yeah. not like that was one too many. How My many's Python. in a box? 8. Uh, it's H- 8. Yes. Yeah, sure. H- probably eight,
3: probably eight, anywhere from 16 to 20. Whoa. Realistically speaking.
0: That's amazing because it's an amazing amount of food and I wrote down 17 is the answer I was looking for. <laughs> really? <laughs>
3: yeah, that's uh, that's about right. Like right like after two boxes I'd be like I'm just doing this for the challenge now. Yeah. I mean, I eat a dozen eggs every day. Uh, for, for like my, a meal, so yeah. that does, like, I like that amount of food. And if it's for breakfast, like I know you can eat Eggos any time. It really is the food. <laughs> it's the food that's really just interchangeable. But no, I, yeah, I'd say anywhere from 16 to 20.
0: Okay, nice. Well, 17. So, so far, Jeff, you're the only one who's gotten one of their quiz questions correct. <laughs> exactly, in my dumb quiz. Hal, please name one thing from the 80s that the show referenced in one thing from the 80s that uh, was not referenced at all in the show.
1: Uh, the Kenner Star Wars uh, toy line—that's <laughs> an easy one. Uh-huh. I feel like uh, there was no reference to Rainbow Bright.
0: I believe that is true. <laughs> well played, Hal. Well Thank you. Do you believe there should have been?
1: Uh, there's always room for Rainbow Bright. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Sarah. According mm-hmm. to me, what is the best Stranger Things gift to post on Twitter?
2: The van flipping over the kids on the bikes.
0: Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, no, there's there's one animated gift that's uh, Joyce on the couch with an axe, which I <laughs> like because I like Joyce and axes, and there's barely any movement in it, and I love animated gifts that have next to no movement <laughs> because they just creep people out. They're like, is that a photo? Did that photo just move a little bit? <laughs> so, but that was a great guess for the van. I'm gonna look for the van, uh, Jeff. Please list two real things in one fake thing Eleven does with her powers. Ah, interesting enough. So there's this one scene uh,
3: at one point in time that the, the, uh, the guys are coming at her, like all the, all the, the big scary government guys, and uh, she literally just kills them all in one thought. It's very, very exciting. Yeah. Um, there's another scene where she actually takes the group. They're riding on their bikes we're trying to get away, and they literally fly away over all the people <laughs> that are coming up with them so they can finally get her to where her pickup spot is where she can meet her people. Uh, and then there's another one where, uh, where she uh, murders a man, again, uh, yeah. that's trying to uh, put her into a room, and she just breaks his neck uh, because she wanted to do that, which is Totally terrifying.
0: (laughs) A terrifying, but great answer. Again, exactly correct. Uh, Next up, Hal, please sing a snippet of an 80s song you hope is used in Stranger Things 2.
1: Uh, uh, I can't think of any songs for me. How did you drive every song from the 80s? (laughs) Sooner or later, your legs give way, you hit the ground. Save it for later, don't run away, let me down. (laughs) <laughs> let me down, you run away, run away, let me down. Okay, here's the thing.
0: If that song is used in Stranger Things 2, I am going to pause the show, I'm going to go to my computer, and I'm going to send you $100, because that was an amazing prediction. All I'm right. willing to put money on this.
1: <laughs> Let's do it. But if it's not in there,
0: nothing happens. Absolutely. Then I will post an animated GIF of Joyce with an axe, not moving. That'll be our signal. That'll be our signal. It happened. Uh, Sarah, can you please imitate the noise the demigorgon makes?
1: No, that's it. That
0: is it. That's 100% it.
1: Unmistakable.
0: Uh, That was actually much closer than I thought it would be. (laughs) I don't know if people have figured this out. This isn't a real quiz. This is for fun. <laughs> and I, I would give you lots and lots of points for that, uh, for that noise. Uh, Jeff, you yes. have the final question. I do. At the end of the show, there is a short video for the production company called Monkey Massacre. It features a little monkey with a knife, and the monkey screams like a monkey and then flies at the camera. I think this is awesome and beautiful, and Sarah... Is horrified by it and has to turn away. Which one of us is correct?
3: Uh, oof! Uh, I'm going to go with Sarah on this one, and the reason why I'm going to go with this, I think monkeys are overused in uh, pop culture humor. I think they they jump they they jumped the hot topic shark a decade ago. And so I think at that point in time, it was uncreative. Uh, I'm going to go with Sarah on that one. All right. Hal, I'm going to let
0: you uh, break this non-existent tie because it's just (laughs) one vote.
1: I got to disagree and say monkeys are hilarious. (laughs) I call my wife monkey. But also, I found a gift the other day of a gorilla, not a monkey I know, but they're in the same family, uh, on one paw just spinning around endlessly. (laughs) And I don't know, was it trying to scare off somebody? Was it trying to attract a mate? Was it just amusing itself? They're a mystery, man. We don't know. Yeah, we have no idea. That's why we remain drawn to them.
0: <laughs> Hell, are you creeped out by the monkey massacre production no. credit? I welcome
1: it. <laughs> I, in fact, I, I'm guilty of skipping ahead to the next episode. I may have to go back and rewatch. But just that vanity card in every episode. When they know it's s- just the end, yeah. What's that? It's at the very yeah. end of the whole series. Mm-hmm. No, or it's at it the episode? end of every... You get to see it every episode. Look have, what I've been I missing. have skipped
3: every time. I have not seen this.
1: It's
0: so amazing. When they announced uh, that they might be doing another season, there was like s- some speculation at one point that it was going to be an anthology series. And I was like, please, tell me the story of the monkey with the knife. <laughs>
3: It'll be just Monkey Shines, the movie, but as a series. You guys remember Monkey Shines? You guys remember it? an 80s movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible movie. It's terrible. It's so bad. On <laughs>
1: references. topic. On topic. Yeah, there it, it is. is. All right. <laughs> I want
0: to close out the quiz by discovering who won. I'm going to let the audience decide. Uh, I will list each person, and please applaud for who you think won this quiz. Uh, by applause, did Hal win this quiz? <laughs> They wasted all their applause on your 80s singing. Uh, did Sarah win this quiz? Some big Demi Gorgon points. Did Jeff win this quiz?
3: Yeah, that
0: Three-way tie. Je- uh, Jeff, I think you squeaked it out. I think what really put you across the top is having several of the answers correct. I think that really... Is that how you win school? <laughs> We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. These are weird questions that I ask all of my guests across all episodes of the podcast. Hal, we'll start with you. We'll go down the line for each question. If you were in an isolation tank for an hour, how much of that time would you spend thinking about Stranger Things?
1: Now, a lot of it. In general... Probably not any. Yeah, because
0: this is a television show you like. It's not like you're getting a tattoo. It's not like you're changing your life over this.
1: I probably would think about Back to the Future or Star Wars before I would think of it. And I would also think about just general life. What's going on (laughs) with me? What am I doing in this tank? This is a good chance for me to just be calm.
0: So, again, Stranger Things is really about therapy for all of us. Isn't everything <laughs> for me? <laughs> okay, but if you like left here right now, yes. you would think about it more because we've been focusing on it. I would
1: think about it the whole time. <laughs> I w- I'd be like, oh, that was a good point. I, yeah, th- sure th- now, because it's always great to talk about stuff you like or stuff you don't like with other people because you gain a new perspective. So yeah. now there's a lot to think about. Awesome. Thanks, everybody.
0: Sarah, if you were in an isolation tank for an yeah. hour, how much time spent on Stranger Things?
2: Uh, similar. If we went right now, I would spend a lot of time thinking about whether Steve was actually right to drop the camera because you've given me things to think about. Because <laughs> I was very mad during that scene. Um, and with the isolation tank being part of it. If it were a month ago, I probably wouldn't have thought of it at all.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, Jeff? It would probably be
3: three for an hour you said probably three to five minutes because it would be me going in the isolation tank be like oh that's like an isolation tank like from the show when they do the kiddie pool at the end of it when they do the thing and she's like in an isolation tank yeah that was a good show that was a really good show (laughs) i really liked steve (laughs) steve was all right wasn't he in those Domino's commercials was it Domino's or pizza hut i forget
0: You'll have an hour to think about and it. And I would do ice ice that and
3: thing. then like my brain would work be like, he was doing Ferris Bueller in that in that commercial. I don't like Ferris Bueller. Like, I would go like that's <laughs> my brain would just go through this big long chain. It would probably cycle back to Stranger Things at the end.
1: It almost sounds like your brain mm-hmm. turns into Andy Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Like How <laughs> suppo- yeah.
0: are you supposed to like Ferris Bueller? I think he's rude. Another 80s reference that might be in Stranger <laughs> Things, too. Uh, next up. If the only way you could ever watch Stranger Things again was to steal a copy from a government facility, would you do it, How?
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have to fight anybody would I because then I'm out
0: <laughs> no you just sneak into a poorly guarded government facility you don't have to use your drone or anything could
1: I use like Lime wire? sure <laughs> or Huzzah to do it sure go for it I'm, so I'm like the movie Sneakers 90s reference almost the 80s 92 <laughs> <laughs> almost almost made it Sarah would you
0: sneak into a government facility if that's the only way you could see this again
2: uh, no and two, it's a double <laughs> no for me because really there's very few places I would steal it from period and two, I work for local government, so I can't, <laughs> I, I, I can't get fired. Sorry. You can't
0: be on a podcast saying yeah. that. Nope. All right. You tell me the real reason, the real truth answer when we go home. Uh, Jeff, how yeah. about you? Yeah, you he can't it? testify against you, by the way, in court. So that's how that, that works. <laughs> um, An applause from the applause for not for, being able to testify against your spouse. That's
3: from, great. You mean from the feds, right? Yeah. Currently, Yes. Like, yeah. as of the most recent election, <laughs> anything fuck. goes to me. Just straight up. If it's anything that can take away from this current form of the government, I will do everything I can. And if Stranger Things is going to lead, if that's the spark that lights the gunpowder of, of, of uh, my 5th of November, I'm fine with it.
0: Okay. Imagining that the kids from Stranger Things are real, would you play $1,000 to play Dungeons & Dragons with them? How? Hal?
1: thousand dollars
0: yeah i mean i've already given you i've paypal'd you a hundred so
1: i don't know I, I, the games that they're playing seemed okay <laughs> i don't remember watching it be like they're doing a really good job of, of selling this as an, an engaging D session and this is somebody who's played growing up and now as an adult that still plays okay so this is you're basically crapping
0: on Mike's skills as a dm i'm
1: i'm, not, I'm just saying for me it's not okay. my style fair enough so Fair enough. no
0: Sarah, you recently started playing D and D. Would you play? Would you pay money to play with these kids?
2: No. <laughs> Sorry, kids, but it was fun to get the references of this time that I didn't get last time.
3: <laughs> All right, Jeff. I uh, I don't have uh, money. I'm a comedian. <laughs> I don't have. I'm not going to pay to do anything. All right. D and D is specifically done because it's relatively free. Like that's
0: okay. So if I gave you a thousand dollars,
3: I would run away. <laughs> I would block your number from my cell phone.
0: <laughs> Remind me to never give you a thousand dollars. This is how I can end my friendship. No, with plus job.
3: like there's something creepy about a 36 year old man just being like, "Hey, you 10 year olds want to play, want to go on a quest?" Like that seems just off, right? You got money,
1: for <laughs> yeah. it. I got a
3: thousand dollars. Like that can't. That in can't my mind, go well. In this
0: was for charity. Wasn't it wasn't that you just show up in oh, your basement like in Indiana and be like, kids, I got $1,000. Yeah, was. Wants to,
3: want to let old Jeffro come on in and DM you. Like, that's not going to work for me.
1: It, it sounds like the kind of thing where you would go to give the money and uh, John Stossel would come out and, or whoever <laughs> it was and be like, uh, sir, what are you doing here to play d d yeah. with these yeah. kids? To catch it's a gamer? To catch, yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 Have, have some lemonade real quick. We've got to talk to you. <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, Hal, if you were about to watch
0: Stranger things season two, but a bear broke into your home and stole your remote. Would you try to get it back from the bear? That
1: son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he's like Yogi Bear,
1: but with remotes.
0: Sure, you use your imagination.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want that remote back from that bear. Okay, you'd what, fight. You you'd punch fight the bear. him on the nose, right? And then they drop it. That's sharks. It <laughs> That's how sharks work. Well, aren't bears the sharks of land? That's pretty fair. <laughs> <laughs> I have to try. It's my remote. <laughs> it's very important. Uh,
0: Sarah, a bear comes into our home. Yep. It takes our remote. Mm-hmm. We're just about to watch Stranger Things 2. Do we fight the bear?
2: If I've got my uh, scarf knife? <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> it's a weapon you can make at home. I know what you want for Christmas now. Uh, Jeff, how about you? Would you take that remote back from the bear?
3: I th- I, I'm having a flashback to the last episode we did of this. What kind of bear? Is it black, Kodiak, grizzly?
0: Now, Hal decided it was uh, a yogi, right? A a shark bear.
3: Yeah. Like uh, an anthropomorphic bear in a shirt and tie? Yeah. I would. I've never seen him get violent. (laughs) I feel like I do pretty well. He shies away from confrontation with humans, as I recall, from Yogi Bear.
1: Do you really want to look into his eyes when the light finally goes out? (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah hey you're taking me out hey
1: <laughs> uh, i just started punching and i never stopped yeah i feel like i i feel like i could
3: give a like black bears they're relatively i feel like i'd give a black bear a run for its money but like grizzlies just way too big <laughs> i like a challenge but i'm not stupid you all know? right like,
0: fair enough here's the final how obsessed are you question hell if every time you watch stranger things an electrical charge destroyed a random person's phone would you still watch Stranger Things?
1: Yeah. I, then I would re-watch it a bunch. <laughs> On purpose. Yeah, and then I'd track the news stories and be like, they have no idea. <laughs> Play. Hell, and then, the phone bandit. Then maybe we'd all connect with each other, man, and put our, <laughs> just get our faces out of the screens, right? <laughs> I'm alone here? Fine. No, 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 no I like 17. No, right I get it. I, I get it. The crowd's not into <laughs> it. It's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm going to stay on this hill. I'm fine.
0: All right, Sarah, do you agree with Hal? Do we need more freedom for our phones?
2: Totally. I'm jumping on this board. On okay. This, yeah.
0: Would you like it if you could pick whose phone uh, got burnt? Uh, no. You just wanted to be a random person somewhere right. in the world.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I would like to specifically have a caveat that it's not somebody who's like in the middle of calling 911. if he was to decide what kind of bear i want to decide you know is it the middle of an emergency phone call they get to make that i'll take somebody else's phone
0: you have a knife scarf and empathy that's why i love you (laughs) uh jeff how about you would you uh
3: yeah yeah and i first thing i would do is uh buy stock in phone companies uh because those things are going to need to be replaced and then i i'd like set up extra tvs to play different episodes of Stranger Things so I could get like seven at a time. Nice. I'd be like, let's go for it. Yeah,
0: just go nuts. Blow up those phones. All right. I asked everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. How? what kind of noise can you make to sum up your interest in Stranger Things?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent. Sarah? Is that the scary wind? That's in the upside down. Oh, Nice. Nice. Of course. And Jeff, what noise can you make? Steve. (laughs) Steve. Excellent. Uh, and I ask everyone to rate their obsession on a scale of one to seven, seven being the highest, one being the lowest, and then I just add something for flavor. So what What the hell? We'll go with seven barbs. Out of seven barbs, how many barbs obsessed are you with Stranger Things?
1: I'd say a solid four barbs.
0: A solid four barbs. Yeah. <laughs> nice. How about you, Sarah?
2: I'm going to go with three. Three barbs.
0: Okay. Why do you go lower than Hal? You've rewatched it. Hal only saw it once and remembers names. Why
2: are you picking on me, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> because if I were doing this without having rewatched it, I would not remember as much as Hal does. Okay,
0: but this isn't necessarily about memory. This is about a level of love.
2: It is. And here's the thing: I came up with my three before Hal said four. Okay. It's my own number for me. All right. Because I like it. I enjoy it. I'm not necessarily going to spend the rest of the year thinking about it. Okay. Or maybe I am. I'll be back next year and I'll be like a seven. Okay. A seven.
0: When we do Stranger Things too, obsessed. Fair enough, mm-hmm. Jeff. How about you? How I'm gonna th- go with a five. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Is that so? That's your general obsession level, and that's because you have strong opinions about it. I have a lot of bad.
3: opinions, and yes, that's exactly what I was gonna say. This isn't necessary. Like, I do love the show. I really enjoy it. But a lot of my obsession is digging deeper into the like, why is everyone so obsessed with Barb, and then wanting to like rewatch it again, like, or being like, let me stand up for Steve more, or like, I really want to find new. I'm interested in new things about this. What's the plan? What are they going for? They couldn't just be like, we should make 80s references and then make a sci-fi horror show about it. Like, yeah. There's more to it. And I like the, I like the goal of that.
0: Cool. So we're going to do our final questions. We're running out of time. we got more shows coming up uh, here at the Comedy Festival, so we want to get off the stage. But uh, I always do these final questions. They're just weird questions. They don't have anything to do with the topic. They're Halloween-y for this uh, time of year. How? If you had to be a vampire or a
1: werewolf, which would you choose? Vampire, because I can become a bat and thrall people. <laughs> and I control it, too. Yeah. Werewolves want to be locked away. Vampires are like, yeah, I'm a vampire. Watch this. neck.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I would love to meet uh, Bat Hal. He could fly around with his drone. <laughs> Saying right. neck. Uh, neck. neck. Sarah, if you were a witch and could make things either fly towards you or away from you, which would you choose?
2: Do I get to control what is flying? <laughs> yeah, Yes,
0: it's still your choice, but you can yeah. only do one thing. You can only do the uh, go away or come here. Come here. Come here. Yep. Is that just because you're more of an open person than pushing things away?
2: Let's me be lazy, and I can just be like, "I want that. Come here."
0: Nice, <laughs> nice, Jeff. If either your car or your home had to be haunted, which would you prefer? Oh,
3: oh my God, car, uh, my car. I mean, because I mean, like, I'd rather have a Christine than an Amityville situation going on. Like, <laughs> it's a way cheaper replacement. <laughs>
0: Okay, that's very good. And the last question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Since uh, Sarah and Hal have been guests more often, Jeff, can you give me a very short answer of what to you is happiness? Uh, oh, geez. I was not expecting this.
3: Expecting a question, that's pretty happy to me, so I can know what to say. <laughs> uh, what is happiness? Uh, happiness is not having to worry. It's just a lack of worrying.
0: Right. It's not having to worry about your toxic masculinity like Steve does. That's fair. My masculinity is very is very
3: uh, benign.
0: Happiness is benign masculinity. <laughs> why
3: not? Thank you very much.
0: That <laughs> is our podcast. thank <laughs> You've been thank listening you. to thank obsessed.
2: Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Great five stars if you're impressed.
0: Hello, it's me, Joseph Scrimshaw, again. We ran out of time during our live show for plugs, so here we go, a plug-in. You can find Hal Lublin on all the social medias at Hal Lublin, and you should absolutely check out his great podcast, We Got This on Maximum Fun. You can find Jeff May on all the social medias at Hey There Jeffro, and check out his podcast, unpopular opinion you can find sarah scrimshaw on twitter is at sarah underscore scrimshaw and on instagram is at scrim street you can follow me on twitter and instagram is at joseph scrimshaw you can follow obsessed podcast on twitter and facebook is at obsessed podcast for info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. also You can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episodes where my wife, Sarah, and I talk about something we are obsessed with in the moment. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash Scrimshaw. And last, but not least, Sarah has an important clarification for one of the heated Stranger Things topics we covered during the show. Sarah?
2: Yes. Quick monkey massacre clarification. Yes. I am pro-monkey, anti-knife.
0: Okay. But together, they're unacceptable.
2: Absolutely.